This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. The Pest Buzz, Dead and Dawn. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Pest Buzz, the best Pest Buzz, uh, with Dad and Dawn. Welcome, yes. Dad. Yes, there's a change in uh, personnel. Yes. So I'm new to the show. Uh, we're going to talk about pricing today, why we price what we do. Yes. And we're going to talk about borer control, aren't we? We are, and we're going to try really hard not to have an argument. Yes. Like, for example, why was the last person to be invited on the show? You went through three people before you came to me. I feel uh, quite left out. That's okay. <laughs> okay. So the reason why I wanted to talk about the pricing is because you actually started this business 20 years ago. And before that, you were in finance. And the pricing for the treatments come up occasionally because we charge a significant amount. And we often get asked, why are you charging so much? When you're only on my property for half an hour. Yep. Yeah, it's a fair question too, isn't it? Because you know, where our money goes is very important. But uh, what a lot of people aren't thinking about is, of course, is the, just to exist, I mean the business, just to exist, to be available for a phone call, just to have someone answer a phone call, costs money. Now, I did a calculation a while back, and it was $275 an hour just to turn the key and open the door. Yeah. Yeah. So... You know, in the general public, don't think in terms of, of the overheads involved in a business. Right. So how about a bit of background? How did you get into the pest control? Because that wasn't your field of expertise. No, that's that's correct. I was working in corporate and uh, used to do finance and insurance. And that job, of course, entailed uh, six days a week on call. And I did that for almost 10 years. And I just had enough of it. So you yeah. actually nearly had a nervous breakdown. I, I told you that in confidence. <laughs> no, that's not true. Um, I, I think it did stress me out so much that uh, I needed a change, and I couldn't care less at the time what the change was. And then a friend of mine, I, I was telling my friend, uh, Mark, and he said, hey, why don't you do this? And he got me into the pest control industry, very kind of him, and he showed me how to do everything and set me up. Yes. And then, so that was much easier then, just one person, phone call, do the job. Yes. And it's reflected, of course, in the overheads and the cost of the, of the jobs back then. So what were, we, what were you charging, say, for a typical spider treatment mm. 20 years ago when you first started inside and outside? Yes, well, I think it was $95 or $110 or $150 at the time. And if yeah. we compare that now 20 years later, what, what are you charging for a typical interior exterior spider treatment? Usually ranging between three or $400, yeah, so... It has definitely gone up. And, of course, that's some of the factors there are inflation and some of the other factors are compliance. The um, cost of compliance is huge. Uh, for example, just to have insurance for a business, indemnity insurance, is $6,500 a year. And that just goes up and up every year. And what that means is, is that if we go onto a property or one of your employees goes onto a property mm. and does damage 
we are covered for that damage. Mm, that's correct. And damage yeah. could look like um, if we're up in the roof void, for example, and one of the technicians put their foot through the roof, mm. we actually have insurance to cover that. Correct. And we can take care of that, no questions asked. Yes, it's necessary. It's necessary for peace of mind for the technicians who feel if their mistakes are covered. It's very important that that a technician can be open about a mistake. Say, I've made a mistake, I've put my foot through the ceiling. And uh, we can encourage them to be totally open about it, and then we have, of course, cover for that. But that costs money. And so yes. for us to offer that peace of mind to a customer and also to enable a technician to feel comfortable to be open about their mistakes, we have to pay for that. That's right. So that's just one part of compliance. Now we have also got... Uh, when I started, there wasn't any ticketing required to be a pest controller. There's no training required, uh, which seems bizarre when you think about it because you're dealing with poisons, and some of those poisons can be lethal. And uh, But now we have training. It's compulsory to have a Level 3 Urban Pest Management Certificate. Well, it costs about $3,000 to do one of those. That's right. Yeah, it's plus, actually gone up to $3,500. Yeah. Well, plus many, many hours of, uh, for the technician to do it. And those aren't always in his own time. Of course, he has to be paid to do that sometimes. And so what we've got at the end of that training is a professional, especially if they've been working in the industry at the same time, mm. um, gaining practical experience. Yep. And that's what we want to, to achieve when we go out and talk to our clients about the different treatments that we're doing. And to keep that training current, we send our, our technicians, and I'm sure other pest control companies do this, they send them to uh, PMAN's meetings, trainings with uh, other companies to keep their knowledge up to date. All that costs money. We need to have site safe membership and training. First aid has to be done every two years for each person. So there's a ongoing cost to keep a technician up to date and this has to be recovered in, in the prices we charge. So if I go and do it, uh, for example, good is a wasp, a wasp nest. It doesn't take long to do that. And, uh, we what time? It's going to take what? How, how long is it going to take? <laughs> Tell me how long it takes you to do a wasp nest. Well, it depends on, on how careful you are. Like, like when I first started doing wasp nests, I put all the suits on and gloves on and goggles and I'd go in there. It'd take me like half an hour just to get dressed. But um, I, it just took too much time, so I eventually stopped doing that and I just dart in and treat the nest and dart out. But it only takes about five minutes to do that. Yeah. So. And what are you charging? What is your company charging to treat a wasp nest? It's $135 plus GST, so I think it's about $155 to do that. And do you guarantee the results? Yes. Well, that's another thing, too. We do guarantee the results. So we go and do that. It doesn't take long to do it. And we have got people say to us, oh, that didn't take long, and that's $155, you know. But they're not thinking about the fact that the $155 cost starts the moment you pick up the phone and want to talk to a pest controller, someone has to answer that call. That person has, that we have to pay for the phones, then that person has to book it in. So we have to have software for that and computers and an office and everything else involved in that. So it's going back to that first thing I mentioned about the 275 an hour just to open the door, which has probably gone up now because that was about five years ago. Mm, mm. And then there's the expertise required. So I always think about a job is that you're paying for results. You're not paying for the time. You're not paying for anything. You're paying for the results. We'll take care of the training, everything that's required. We guarantee the results. And that's what we're asking you to pay for it. We'll give you peace of mind that we'll take care of it. So what that yeah. basically means is that if the technician goes onto the property, treats, and it didn't work? We come back. Yeah, and, and we come back as, until it's, it's finished. And they don't have to pay any extra? Nothing extra, no. It's all rolled yeah. up into that one treatment cost. That's right. 
So sometimes we probably lose money on a job if it's a very difficult one, but in most cases it's fine, everything's covered. Right. And does that stick with all of the treatments that your company does? That would stick with most of the treatments, excluding very difficult treatments like bed bugs, mm. which have a, they're very difficult to control. Yes. And there is a, a lot of cooperation required with the customer, the things they need to do and the things we need to do. So we do not guarantee 100% eradication of bed bugs. But we guarantee results. And it's, it's, when we say to someone we guarantee results, they think total eradication, never going to see another bed bug in their lives. We think you'll see a reduction in activity, and if you follow our procedures, eventually an eradication. Right. Yeah, so it's often it's about creating the right expectation as well. That's true, and yeah. I think a bed, bug, a bed bug talk, probably we should have its own show. Yes, that, for because sure. Because yeah. uh, we can talk about bed bugs all day long. We actually don't like bed bugs. We don't like doing the jaws, but... Uh, they're very difficult, that's why. But yeah, let's let's uh, drop bed bugs at the moment. So getting back to the general overview, so we've we you do spiders and rodents, mm -hmm. fleas, case bearing moth, and all those attract that results guarantee. It does, yep. In the case of rodents, we've never had a job where we haven't been able to get a handle on rodents. So we guarantee the results uh, those results are no more rodents for that infestation. It may take one visit. It may take five visits. Fleas, again, never had a failed flea job. Some difficult ones, for sure, and uh, but never been able to say we've never got rid of those fleas. Yeah. Have you ever been on a property then and spoken to a client and thought, there's just no solution here? I, I don't have a solution for this yep. person. Yes. At when, which point then, what, what do you say to them? Well, often it's in those circumstances, it's more to do with housekeeping and... Uh, for example, cockroaches. I went to a, a job for cockroaches, and uh, they're keen to get rid of them. But you know, like I moved the fridge, and basically the whole wall moved. It was just cockroaches, you know. So the level of work required for to get that taken care of lies with the owner or the householder or whoever's living there. So sometimes you have to walk away and say, "Well, if you do all of these things, we can do it, and we we can get rid of it." But you have to take care of all of these things of maybe declutter, maybe washing, putting the clothing away, maybe putting mattresses away, you know, or taking all the furniture out of the house, for example. It could be quite difficult. So sometimes we do have to walk away and uh, not do the job. So I've noticed when we get jobs like cockroaches that we you're charging an initial price, mm -hmm. but I also see coming through follow-up service visits that you're charging for. Mm. So would this be the kind of treatment where we don't guarantee the results yes. so much, yes. but that we will do, you'll do an initial treatment, but then there may be ongoing costs incurred to keep that particular issue under control? Yes, that, that's, that's, that's reasonable. We charge, well, that has to be made clear at the start, the charge for, for most of our jobs is this one charge and we guarantee the results. There are a few exceptions where there is a high level of cooperation needed with the customer. So that means it's not just us that, that, it's to, that it sits with. We can't take care of it for you unless you do all these things. So we can't guarantee the results because what if they don't do all those things? Right, yeah, and yeah. we don't know. When we yeah. leave, we don't know whether they're going to do them or not. That's right, yeah. And that can, be, that can also come into rodents and things like that. We often ask people to cut trees away from their house. You know, we go back, oh, we've still got rodents. Oh, but you've still got the trees near your house too. You know, and we'll take care of it. Again, it's a it's a cooperation thing. 
So how did you develop those systems over this 20-year period to get to where you are now, where we can offer the results guarantee, where we can offer the 90-day service program and know that at the end of it we're going to get that result? Well, it was a team effort. So there's uh, the technicians and myself and, and yourself too because you're working as a technician just by trial and error learnt things. Uh, the, the training I was given is completely different to the way I do it now. Right. Yeah. So when I first started in the industry, it was uh, I would describe the whole industry as probably pretty cavalier and uh, there was, was not a lot of thought about uh, health and safety and the ecology. <laughs> but that's all changed. So over the years with you on board and with the technicians and learning from our mistakes and learning from our successes – and then going to training, like we mentioned before, we'd probably do three trainings a year minimum and learning about new ideas from other people, listening and new products that are better, less toxic but better. Uh, we have developed systems that work and we'll continue improving on those systems as new products and new ideas come about. Yeah. Yes. So it's just, it's just experience. And that's coming back to the price thing. Uh, why, do we charge, why do we charge you, say, almost $400 for a rodent job is because behind that treatment is 20 years' experience. So not only, not, all the, not only all the compliance costs and all the running expenses of vans and whatever and property and phones and electricity, but there's a vast amount of experience. So you're going to get a good result. And you know, we, earlier we were talking about uh, do-it-yourself pest control and how people call us up. and we, we freely give advice to people all the time. We have no problem with that at all. Yes. And even they will say, how do you do it? And we'll tell them how to do it themselves. Absolutely. And we'll tell them exactly how to do it. And yet they'll call us and say, oh, look, could you come and do it for us? We can't manage it. <laughs> because the experience, you can't just tell a person how to have experience. Yes. You know? So that's what you're paying for. You're paying for experience, compliance. And I've always said to the staff, we're not really selling pest control. We're selling peace of mind. Yes. Confidence. So when a person picks up the phone and talks to us, it's peace of mind and confidence. We will take care of that for you. Yes. And we can guarantee the results, and these are the correct expectations you should have for results. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic information because I've done a ring around, and our pricing is actually, it's neither the most expensive nor is it the cheapest. And so the information is quite general for anyone who's looking for a pest control contractor out there. Um, apart from the price, you want to be thinking about the kind of experience the technician who's turning up to your door is or has had and the training uh, and the practical experience that they've had as well. So we're going to take a short break after that. That was excellent. Thank you, Dad, um, for giving us that insight. And when we come back, we're going to talk about what your actual specialty is, and that is borer control. Uh, so we're back. The Pest Buzz with Dad and Dawn, with my dad, who owns Elite Pest Control, mm -hmm. that you've had for 20 years. Yes, that's right. Yeah, that's gone fast. I really wanted to talk about borer mm. because you're our borer specialist, our expert in borer. And borer is a big treatment for us. And during the summertime, we're probably doing between maybe 20 to 30 borer jobs a week. Mm -hmm. Yes. And uh, 
it's quite expensive sort of segueing into that, yes. uh, you know, pricing structure. Well, there's two types of borer treatments. One's not expen- so expensive. That's the borer, what we call borer annual. So once a year, we will spray the painted or sealed timbers that have borer in them with a insecticide or treatment that will then, uh, when the borer beetle emerges, walks on it, picks up a few microns and dies, which stops it from spreading, breeding and then reinfesting or your neighbor's house or the trees around your property, borer beetles will fly into your property, land on those surfaces, and will knock them back. So it's a maintenance treatment, usually about two or $300 or so. Uh, necessary because you'll never be free of borer in a house in New Zealand with uh, lovely na- native timbers of Rimu, the borer love it. So it's an ongoing treatment to just keep it under control. It'll never remove them totally, but we'll keep it under control. We had a recent one in Akaroa you talked about, didn't, didn't you? A lady you spoke to in Akaroa, we were doing borer annuals there for how many years? Ooh, we've probably been doing it for 15 years. Yeah, yeah and that place was full of borer when we started. Yes. All painted. You can't do any long residual treatments on painted surfaces. And, and what did she say to you about her borer activity? It reduced. Mm. She could actually see a reduction in activity over time. Yep. And now we're doing just the maintenance. Yep. So explain what a borer beetle is mm-hmm. yep. and what it actually is doing and why we have to treat that all the time. Well, a lot of people don't know what borer is. And uh, we find a lot of people who are immigrants particularly think they're going to eat the whole house mm. like termites. Yes. And, but borer are not a termite, they're a beetle, as we said. And to describe them, I'd say to a person, think of a ladybird or a ladybug with the red and, and the black dots. A borer beetle is a skinnier version of that, but brown, just plain brown. And it's crunchy when you squash it. Right. And, uh, and what they do is they uh, land on your wood, find a crack or an old exit hole, they lay the eggs in there, the eggs hatch as a larvae. The larvae then burrows into the wood and it spends years in that timber and it eats the starchy product in the wood. So there's starch in the wood that it eats and it lives off that. That's what keeps it alive. Yeah, so like, like sugar, you know, like that type of thing. Right. And it loves the softer wood. It loves the outer part of the tree, which, you know, the sap wood we would call it. It doesn't like the hard timber so much. It's too hard. But it can do it. It can live there. So if it's in the ideal conditions, nice and moist on the south side of the house, good sapwood there, it'll chew through that and re-emerge as a beetle in three years or so and start the whole cycle again. If it's in the harder wood and the warmer side, perhaps, it might take seven years for it to come out. So we, you'll see a lot of borer activity on your south side of the house, shaded side of the house, under the floor, on the south side, the cooler side, it loves damp and uh, dark conditions and sapwood. So, and you also see that very clearly when you look at a house, there's uh, five boards with nothing in it, and then one board is totally obliterated with borer. That's the soft timber. That's why it's in that one. So what we could say is that the borer beetle's purpose is to break down old, dying trees and wood in the forest. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, recycling it. But that they have yeah. managed to infest into our homes. Yep, yeah. that's right. And in the softwood. And there's different types. The, the the most common one is just a small hole, and then you have that large hole from the other uh, native borer. 
It's a much bigger hole. We don't see too many of those. No, we don't. No, but we occasionally see those. But So if your house is wooden, weatherboard house, we recommend annual spray in the springtime, around from November on right through to April, they are active. So you're just trying to capture that period as long as to give you protection or barrier. That's painted or sealed or varnished timbers. There's no other treatment that I know of other than the heat that would fix that. So if a, if a home owner or a tenant were to do a pilot check around the home on the wooden surfaces, let's say they've listened to our show and they think, mm. oh, goodness me, do I have bore in my wooden home? Mm. What sort of things would they be seeing? They'd be seeing exit holes and piles of what we call frass. Frass is, is a sawdust looking, it's actually the excrement of the borer, beetle. Just sawdust, yeah. So you'll see little piles of it appear from October through to March. And if you see those piles, that's active borer. It's emerged, it's pushed the pile, the frass or the excrement out of the way as, it, as it's come out of the So hole. that's the beetle yeah. creating a hole yeah. and then coming out yeah. to start that life cycle all that's over right. again. Yes. So you'll see little piles of dust or sawdust and holes, of course. Yeah. A lot of people buy new homes and they've been freshly painted and you don't see anything. And then they have them for a year and then holes start appearing. Right. Yep. When a person says to you, this house has been treated for borer mm. and it's a painted house, there is no treatment that, they, that, they, that we can do that will get rid of that borer from that house. It's ongoing treatment. And you're talking about the lava, aren't you, yes. inside the wood? Yeah, There's nothing right. that you can do no. to kill that lava. There's nothing we can do economically or legally <laughs> at the moment <laughs> that will uh, take care of that. The, uh, those chemicals have long been banned and you can't use them. But uh, if you're looking at a subfloor that has rough sawn, unsealed timber. And by unsealed, you mean it's not painted, that's right. it's not varnished, that's it's right. not covered with anything. No oil, which is usual on a subfloor. And no insulation, you can't have insulation or insulation foil in the way. Then I can go down there and I saturate spray, that's what I call it, basically hose down the, the house, underneath the house, with a solution of permethrin and water which will give you a residual, residual residual treatment, or that means a treatment that lasts a period of time of, say, five years. So really you're leaving a residue of a solution or an insecticide yes. on the top of that wood. And it even penetrates a bit, you know, a millimetre or two. Okay. Or we do it with boron, which is a natural mineral, and that is a, it's an excellent product, and that forms crystals on the surface as well, and it has a longer residual. It lasts about 10 years, but it must be done twice, and must be dry between treatments, so it's more expensive to do that. So, but that also acts as an uh, insecticide, a fungicide, am I right? And also a wood preservative. Yeah, definitely a wood preservative, for sure, yes. But th this is a difficult job, and it's expensive. And probably a starting figure is usually two, three, two thousand $2,300 to $2,500, just for an average-sized home. The reason being is because it's really a horrible job. Right. So, so what <laughs> you're explaining is is yeah. that in order to treat those timbers, those mm. rough sawn timbers under the house, you actually have to get in underneath yes, the house. Yes, that's right. Yes, and not many people go under their homes, and there are the occasional ones that are easy, you know, that, that are reasonably spaced and there's not broken glass or stones or dead cats, but uh, in most cases there is all sorts of things under a person's home. Yeah. <laughs> the, the detritus of the builder has just swept it into the into the hole and dumped it in the and there's nails and there's pipes and there's all sorts of terrible things under there. Yeah. And the uh, also often very cramped 
and uh, it's a physically taxing job. So how much room do you personally need to go ahead with a treatment in a subfloor? I generally like 350 mils would be probably the max, uh, the minimum for me to squeeze. And if I can get my head through, my shoulders through, I'll be okay. Because you're also fully PPE'd, so That's right. PPE, yeah. personal protection equipment, you've yes. got all of that on as well. Yes, I look a bit like a, you know one of those deep sea diving guys, you know, with the big metal helmets. You yes. Know? Yeah. And just to, the final point is the ceiling cavity, which is also usually rough saw and timber that's not sealed in any way, can sometimes have borer in it as well, and it's the same type of treatment, saturation treatment. Uh, but often it's not there because it's too warm. So you only find it generally in houses with concrete tile roofs because there's lots of air movement and mm. it's cool, and houses that have shade. They're constantly in the shade. So shade is your enemy for for pest control. Right. Yeah. Heat and, is your friend. And perhaps foliage too. Yes. Often you see homes and they've got things growing on the side mm-hmm. and in behind that you've got borer yep, not a good idea. living happily. I always say to people, keep foliage a metre away from your home. You need air and heat to take care of it and your ceiling will generally be fine but your subfloor, there's nothing you can do. It has to be treated. And so because people don't go under the subfloor, they don't actually know they have borer. Mm. And often if the house is going up for sale um, or they're getting some insulation put in or there's wires going in there, that's the point where the borer is picked up. That's right. And one final very important point, borer bombs only kill borer beetles flying in that season. Yeah, in that area in that at days. that moment. <laughs> so they basically are worthless. They don't do anything. Okay. They'll kill. It's like a fly spray. You kill the flies in the air that are flying. It's not going to kill flies for the next six months, is it? So it's the similar product. So borer bomb will not help you with your problem. Right. Mm. So if you've got borer, you're looking for exit holes. You're looking for sawdust falling mm-hmm. out of those holes. That would be on the exterior of the house. You'd just yeah. have a wee walk around. You'd go straight to the south side and have a look. Mm-hmm. And then the treatment for that would be a spray on mm-hmm. all of those wooden surfaces. Mm-hmm. And we, you would do that, what, how often would you need to do that? This is the painted sealed surface. Yes, yeah, this is the exterior. It's ongoing because be- borer beetles are always flying. Okay. Yeah. So every year. Every year. During the summer, you would need to do that. Yes. And you would need to do that every year in the subfloor? The subfloor is a residual five to ten years, okay. so you do not need to do that. It's a, it's a long-term treatment. Right. Yep. And that's what you charge an enormous amount of money for? Yeah, well, a reasonable amount of money. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, that was really super interesting, and I think um, the listener, our listeners would find that incredibly interesting information. So thanks for coming in. Thank you for being my last resort bottom of the barrel guest <laughs> today. Uh, yeah, um, okay. I've really enjoyed talking with you. Thanks for having me. Have you got creepy crawly scurrying through your house or is your problem a bit bigger? Well, we can help. Being Canterbury owned and operated for 10 years means we've learned a thing or two about our local invaders. We use non-toxic chemicals to provide a healthy environment for you and your family while evicting those nasties. And satisfaction is guaranteed. So eliminate the problem quickly and safely. For a full range of services, visit our website, elitepestcontrol.co.nz.